Hey, what's going on? Welcome, everybody. This is Stage Side Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and our first ever guest, Matt Caracas from the band Citizen, as well as his own solo work. Hello. How's it going, Matt? It's going good. How are you? Good. So you and I have been acquaintances, distant friends for a couple of years now. So I actually met you when I moved to Toledo. Uh, started with a, a tweet. I asked you what the best gym in Toledo was, and you told me the foundation. <laughs> yeah, that was my crime. Yeah, I DM'd you, I asked you where that was, and you invited me over. It was actually a pretty sweet gym in your garage. Yeah. Started working out there, came over, hung out a few times, and then went to any of the local citizen shows. But uh, it's My cool. allergies are, I'm itching my eyes a lot. My allergies are killing me. Nah, you're all good. I think it's getting everybody. So yeah, uh, just, you know, from the bat, super personable, and we've kind of kept in touch since, and try to make it out to every show. Just genuine fan of the music as well. Hell yeah. How's life been for you in this post-COVID world? Honestly, no different than usual. The only thing that's different is I can't tour. And, you know, we have like, Citizen has a new record lined up, but COVID pushed it all back. So I'm just, whenever I'm home from tour, I just work out and sit at my house and do nothing. And that's what I've been doing, you know? And so I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when this whole thing started, I uh, seen a tweet came out from you, and you're like, this is all I do anyway. I'm built for this. Like, yeah. pretty much thrive in quarantine. Yeah, it's it's been totally fine, honestly. So, whatever. I mean, cool. I, I want everything to get back to normal and wear a mask. I wear Absolutely. A mask. Everybody should wear a mask. You Wash know. your hands, wear a mask, do yep. the right thing. Yep. So, that's just waiting for it to end, is all trying not to go out too much and pretty much just go to the grocery store and I've been going to my Muay Thai gym because it's open, but it's like really small. So right. It's like a really small group of people. So, you know, it's whatever that works. So have you been uh, getting up with any of the guys from citizen at all, or are you guys kind of still a little spread out? Um, not really. Everybody's been really good about not doing a lot of things. Um, I've, you know, before Citizen started touring, I hung out with those guys all the time. And then we started touring, and I was kind of like, whoa, I don't want to hang out with anybody. I'm so right. Being around people, I love them, but, you know, I just, I like to have time to myself. And, um, you know, so I see them when I need to see them, or, you know, occasionally, occasionally I'll meet up with them. But, you know, I love them, though. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, so as you know, I was in the Army, and uh, deployment, it was like, you know, deploy with some of the best people you know, and then as soon as you get home, it's just like cut the phone off. You don't want to talk to anybody yeah, that right. you were you know, with. Yeah. So it's definitely relatable. We know we've seen it teased on the website. There's actually a new free downloadable poster right now on the Citizen Web Store about the new record coming out in 2021. Any little tips, hints, teasers, anything you want to talk about the new record, what fans can expect? Um, I don't know. As far as like change in sound, I feel like Citizen has done a pretty good job of trying, at least trying to mix things up. And but it's cool because like you know, if I were to try to write a dubstep song, which the new Citizen record is not dubstep, but if I were to try to write a dubstep song, it would still sound like one of my songs, I'm sure, because I'm the one writing it. You know, so for for the new record, we were kind of like, oh, let's pick things up a bit. Like Citizen's a very like mid-tempo band, you know, and um kind of like car driving beats you know like shit like that and we decided to to bump it up a little bit and play a little faster and 
you know, so I guess that's something to expect. I don't want to give too much away, but the record was supposed to to come out this year, and then you know, shit happened, and obviously, you know, every everybody everywhere things have gone south. So, you know, I'm not. It's not a pity party for me or anything. I'm just saying, you know, things happened, so everything got delayed, and I think I think the rollout is supposed to start in December or something. I, now. Okay. Now it could get delayed even more. I have no idea. So, yeah. So yeah. well, I guess a uh, silver lining that'll just build the anticipation for everyone that's waiting. And I'm glad you spoke to that because I feel like Citizen has been one of the few bands that's been successful in changing their sound, but still staying true. The biggest jump was from Youth to Everybody's Going to Heaven. It seemed like that one slowed down a lot, got a little darker melodically as well. And then again, you guys switched when you went to As You Please, but everything still was in the same vein of that Citizen sound, right. both melodically and, and lyrically. And that's what I mean when I say, like, I could write, I could try to write any kind of song. It'll still sound like something I would do, or, you know, or Nick could write something, or, you know, like, it would just sound, it just sounds like us regardless, you know, and yeah. So I know uh, I talked to you right after Big Mouth came out and there was kind of an interesting backstory how you'd wrote that one and that one kind of came together pretty quick and I believe it was after the Japan tour. Yeah. And then you, from what I remember, you went to the guys like, hey, I got this, I think it'll work. And then they kind of built around it. How is the normal or I guess more the ideal album writing or in single individual songwriting go for citizen do you guys get together in a workspace or does everybody kind of work and bring something together and then you all meet together and work on it no the general process is i'll write a song and i'll like provide the song to everybody and then um then everybody will like put their their fingerprint on it you know they'll change things up and but like the base of the song is usually me usually there okay. are songs that you know nick Ryland or Eric have like done but for the most part that's how it goes but you know I'm, I'm not taking away from anybody creatively everybody every song everybody kind of like digs in and and does what they want to do and you know it's totally cool so I just think like um I mean I don't think I I don't like operate in groups and like with pressure and we've before this last record, we were all like, oh, let's let's write this album together. Like, let's jam it out. Like, we've never done that. And we, like, all would get in a room, and it would be, like, everybody just, like, it was it was a disaster. We had, like, ten two-hour-long jam sessions that was just everybody noodling and doing literally nothing. And I'm the singer, so I'm just standing there, like, you know, it was, it was a pretty terrible time. And then... And then eventually we were just like, fuck this. And I just started writing songs and we just kept with that normal process. <laughs> okay. One thing I did want to ask, because obviously everybody knows you have your own solo project as well, where you sing, play guitar. We know you do drums, play everything else. When you're writing a song for Citizen, when you're doing the lyrics, do you write a guitar part for it? Or do you kind of have an idea in your head and then you go to them with the idea? Or do you kind of pre-record something on your own and then everybody works on it from there? Wait, what do you mean when I'm writing lyrics? Yeah, so so you were saying like you'll write a song and then everybody will write something together. Sometimes you'll write on your own and bring it to people. So when you're writing lyrics, do you already have the melody in your head of how the song should go? 
Yeah, usually I'll build the melody over the guitar line, you know? So, okay. Yeah. So you'll work something out in the beginning then? Yeah, and that's where songwriting goes. Like, I thought the way I wrote a lot of the songs off the new Sism album that's not yet out is I would start with a drum line. And, you know, I'm so used to, like, recording um, or writing songs with an acoustic. And I'd, like, you know, write the song and write all the vocals. There's a song. And then I add drums, and then I build the song around that. But I noticed that, like, I was back to the mid-tempo thing. Like, a lot, you know, when you pick up a guitar, you just start strumming. You just kind of, you know, you fall into a certain vibe. And I wanted to escape that, so I would just do a drum line I like, like a little drum loop at a BPM that I normally wouldn't use. And then I would do all the music, and then I would do the vocals last. So it was, like, kind of a new process for me, which I thought turned out pretty cool. So, so a little bit of reverse engineering. It's a good way to switch it up. Yeah, you know, things get old. Looks like I'm wearing underwear right now. I swear they're not. They were just riding up. <laughs> it's fine. We're, uh, everybody's at home, so we'll be all, all right. right. So speaking to that, how does writing a song for your solo project, does that differ extremely from writing with Citizen? Are you more critical because it's just yourself? Do you, like, what's the process like? No, I think... Um, I think there's just like two different vibes. Like I, you know, Citizen's really moody and aggressive sometimes, you know. Um, whereas like the the solo stuff is a little more like bittersweet sounding, um, a bit more lighthearted, and you know, it's that's cool because you know when I'm writing lyrics for my solo stuff or my Citizen stuff, it just comes very naturally because the music. Um, not that I'm like an amazing musician or whatever. I'm like you're up there. I'm more of a, a songwriter than a musician. I'm not really that good at instruments. I get by. And, uh, you know, it's just like the vibe of the music of what I'm playing. Like, it's like different enough that it just like takes its own form, you know? So there, there's been citizen songs where, you know, we didn't use them because people in the band would be like, that sounds like a solo song. I'd be like, like, the, like there's a citizen song called Clocks. It's an As You Please bass, uh, B-side. And I, when I sent that demo, that's what everybody said. They were like, uh, this sounds like a solo song. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we ended up recording it anyway, and it's a B-side now. But, you know, I, I don't think anybody intended to use that. Will Yip, the guy we recorded it with, was like, oh, you guys got to use that song. You got to use that song. So we just recorded it to record it. And, you know, yeah. Okay. So there's no clear effort. It's just kind of whatever comes, comes, and they kind of take on their own form then. Right. Very rarely do I write a song with intentions of it being a citizen song and then it's accidentally a solo song. Very rarely happens. Okay. Like, I, this is like way throwback, but the song Tracking Time was supposed to be a solo song. And then I was like, yeah, I just wrote this new song. And Nick was like, let's just use it for citizen. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, the song 2 a.m., that was supposed to be a citizen song. And um, they were like, no, this sounds like a soul song. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and then that's when I was a lot younger. I've gotten a lot better at really separating the two. But, you know, the song Speaking with a Ghost with Citizen, that, that kind of got criticized for being, like, too much of a solo song. But ended up, we ended up using it because we were in the studio and we needed songs. <laughs> it definitely doesn't feel like filler. I think that's one of the most solid songs on the album. That was one that stood out to me right away as soon as i heard youth ah cool that's good yeah my uh my buddy jay he actually moved to toledo he had gotten married and his wife was from toledo and they moved there 
And this was, I guess, late 2013, early 2014. And he told me, he was like, hey, there's this band Citizen from here. You should check them out. And where I was working, I didn't have Apple Music at the time. And where I was working, like, we couldn't bring in iPods or anything. So I would just stream it on YouTube. And when you said tracking time, that kind of rung the old bell because I thought about that. That would always be, you know, there was always different versions of that on YouTube that other people would upload of yours, you know, right. you playing it live or playing it by yourself or anything like that. But I just remember hearing youth and I was just kind of blown away. I was like, man, this band is really good. Like I have to check them out more. And he told me, he was like, yeah, you know, they got a good buzz around here. And then it seems like you guys just kind of took off from there and it's been running ever since. Yeah. Youth did well for us. The cool thing about Citizen is like, Oh, uh, we like nobody intended for Citizen to be our job. You know, like I remember we recorded youth and we were, slotted to play a warp tour in 2013 and after that i was gonna quit the band i was really like, i was so we were touring all of 2012 right when i graduated high school and i was just losing a ton of money i had like savings you know i mean i didn't have a lot i had like a couple thousand dollars and um i literally was negative in my bank account I, there's this funny story of right before i went to Warp tour. Um, I was living in my car and I went to Taco Bell and I pulled up and I ordered a soft taco for 99 cents at the time. I think it's more expensive now, but I ordered a soft taco and the dude was like 99 cents. And I was like, here you go. I gave him my debit card. Boom. Declined. And I was like, Oh, you know, and then the guy was just like, holding the soft taco and he's like, just take it, man. You be safe. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so broke. You know? So I like, I was like, I can't, I can't just keep blowing money like this. And I didn't expect anybody to care about citizen as much as they seemingly do. And you know, so I told everybody, I was like, Hey, I'm gonna do warp tour. I'm probably quitting the band to go to college and, um, for mechanical engineering. And, um, you know, then we did Warp Tour and we got our first paycheck. And I was like, oh, all right, maybe, maybe I could do this a little longer, you know? And then what, seven years later, here I am yeah. in a Mortal Kombat room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen any of your social media, definitely you have the, uh, the liking for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. With going back to, like you said, because you were going to quit right after Youth and Warp Tour, was the initial response to youth much more positive than you thought, or did it kind of take a while to build? Like, was it as immediate rather? Yeah, it was more immediate than any of us could have imagined. Like we were, you know, it released right before that tour. And, um, you know, we, we went onto it thinking we were going to spend all summer trying to get people to like it, but the crowds just, started showing up and we were all really surprised and everybody was in really good spirits and everybody was stoked. And, you know, it was, it all was very surprising because, you know, you never know what to expect, I guess, you know? Right. With recording youth, did you guys plan, I know you had the young States before that and you had some other one-offs and compilations Did warp tour just kind of fall into your lap or I know you said you didn't plan for it to be a full-time job, but did you think it'd be something Hey, we'll put something out, play a few tours, and then just go on to normal life. Yeah, that was the. We were just kind of like, oh, we're young. We might as well just 
we have an opportunity to tour and travel. Why not? You know, and you know, like I said, nobody expected this to be our job for as at least as long as it has been. And uh, you know, we. I think the big thing for us was um, honestly like meeting the story so far was a very big thing for us because we played a show with them in Detroit in 2011 probably and we never we never met them before and um, we pulled up to the venue and they're all just standing outside and they like walked up to our car and uh, they were, or our van and they were like do you guys need help loading out? You know, I'm Parker, I'm Will, I'm Kevin, I'm Ryan, you know, or whatever. Right. And I was like, and we were like, yeah. So they just helped us unload. And then we kind of became friends with them, you know, and then they took us on our like first big tour. So our first tour was with a band called Turnover in 2012. Which you guys have a split with as well. Yeah. So that tour was both of our first tours and we toured together and, um, you know, because we had a split together. So we were like, oh, why not tour? That was like an eight and a half week long tour. It was so long. And it was our first tour. It was it was fun. Also, I was very homesick. And then, you know, then we did some tour, a little, a few tours here and there after just like short runs. And then we got Story So Far offered us the Suppy Nation tour, which was like Story, Man Overboard, Tonight Alive in the American Scene, and Citizen. So that was our first tour and this is before youth was out so we were we had a very short set i remember um we were being told like every night like you guys gotta play more songs you gotta play more songs and we were like we literally don't have any more songs you know right. all we had was like young states and the turnover split so we were playing all the songs in our arsenal and you know so and after i think we caught a lot of attention on that tour so we kind of had some eyes on us already. And then when youth came out, it was kind of like, oh, you know, at least that's speculation. But I think it's pretty accurate on my part. So, Yeah, it definitely seems like that. I think everybody can relate. They found a band or two or, you know, even more where they find them at that early stage where it's almost that curse of being so, so good so early on into the career where you just kind of listen. You're like, okay, they have these two splits or these six or seven songs. And then that really does build the anticipation for the full length or the next project. So when you catch a band that has that, I feel like that even strengthens the fan base even more than just if a, a band, a fan coming on to you right now and having an entire back catalog to dig through, they don't have that, that same kind of like hunger waiting. Like when's this band putting out the next one? Cause we want more. Absolutely. Yeah. As, as you put out more stuff, it gets less exciting for sure. So. Well, still exciting, but I just think, I guess my point was when you find a good band that's been out for a while, that's always fun. Cause it's kind of like you have that treasure trove of the back catalog to go through. But when you catch that band early on, it's like you listen to everything they have and then you do it again and again and again. And then you're just like, you're following their social media. You're checking, you know, you're going to YouTube, listening to live versions. You're just trying to find, like, I need more of this band. Absolutely. It works both ways. And story so far, that's actually, it's funny that you said that they helped you out. I found them through you guys on Pandora. I was doing, like, Citizen Pandora, huh. and it came on, and it was from What You Don't See. the trainer. Yeah, and I was like, I was like oh, this, this band sounds pretty good. And I had it, like, in a closed window, but I popped, like, a minimized window. I popped the window up, 
And like, I immediately wrote it down. I was like, all right, I got to check that out when I get home. And it feels like you've kind of done the same. You guys have toured with some of the, like you've done, again, you did that mega tour not too long ago. Yes. With uh, Story So Far, Turnover and Movements and Citizen. And that seemed, I caught you guys at the Salt Lake date. And that seemed like that was just a smash every night of the tour. Oh, that, that was crazy. It was, yeah. that was crazy. Cause every band on there like has, you know, or had, or has whatever pop, you know? And it was like, and story just put out a new record and everybody's waiting for it. It was, it was like, it was perfect. And what's cool about it is everybody already knew each other. There was no, you know, story knew turnover. We knew turnover. We knew story. And you know, the only people that nobody knew were movements. So it was like a big family reunion. And then we had this other group of people who ended up being really cool too. So it was like, you know, the move, the guys in movements are really nice people and everybody just got along really well. And, um, it was, yeah, the shows were fucking crazy. It was The LA show was a massive show. Oh, I, I can imagine. It was awesome. Yeah. That kind of felt, I mean, all four bands do headline on their own, but that just felt, I mean, obviously there's varying set times, but that one felt like it was just headline set, headline set. You just got hit from the very first song of the night to the last song. It was just bangers all the way through. Right. And I don't think I've ever been to a show where, and again, I almost don't even want to call any of the band's openers, but where the first act that played had as many people in there as it did. Right. So it was at the complex out here in Salt Lake, which is a pretty big warehouse. And it was just, packed from the moment i walked in what's that tallest stage ever yeah i I didn't realize it was that tall until you had said something and i seen other bands talking i mean it's probably a good five and a half six feet off the ground oh it is straight up tall yeah it's a it's a good room at least from a, a fan's perspective and i like it as well just because i mean i'm taller so i don't have an issue but you can kind of see from no matter where you're at you got a good view of the entire stage and then uh like i said but with that tour I've never seen so many people for the first band. And then I've never seen, I mean, that place was moving more merch than a mall. It was just like, I seen kids walking out with bags full of stuff. Cause it was like, these are all four of my bands. Every band was just crushing it in every aspect. It was really cool. It was really cool. When the world opens back up, I'd like to see other bands take that model as well. I know, you know, sometimes it's a headliner, like a mid-level act and then somebody new or regional I think like ego plays a lot into that. Like what's cool about story so far is those dudes, those dudes have no ego. Right. Seriously. People could say this and that and this and that about anyone in that band, you know, cause they think they know them. They don't. Those guys want the best for everybody and they're just excited to be playing music. And the reason they put turnover citizen and movements on a tour with them is cause they don't give a shit if the openers do well. A right. lot of bands are like, oh, well, you know, we don't want to be outclassed, you know, and they don't care. They know their show's going to be good. And if they and if they don't have a good show, they don't care as long as everybody else had a good show. So if more, I feel like if more bands had that mindset, just kind of like you want everybody to win rather than you just want yourself to win, like people would probably have more like super tours like that, you know, like more bands, just more headlining bands just coming together and like playing these like kick-ass huge shows, you know, but you know, uh, ego is a big thing in music, you know, as, you know, as I'm sure it is in a lot of other things, but you know. Yeah, I can definitely see it. And 
I, I do like, you know, when there is a big band, then they bring on some relatively unknown or non-regional acts because then, of course, that spreads it. But I think if bands did that once every 12 to 18 months, I guess it's the old saying, you know, high tide raises all ships. It, it does wonders for everybody. And it also is kind of like a little extra rejuvenation in whatever town scene that is. Yeah, for sure. As you know, touring, some towns don't get as many tours as others. They may only get a couple big acts a year, but it's like if that comes through and band C that does well, it can encourage others to check it out as well. Right. And with that rant, you made a good point. You know, there there's, you got to bring the smaller bands on. Right. You got it. You know, I mean, that's literally what happened to us. I'm not against that at all. Oh yeah. No, 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 not saying that you were. So yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I didn't want it to come off that way though. I love helping bands or I love being, I loved being helped, you know? So yeah, but you know. And to your point, if anybody is a fan of Citizen that hasn't heard Movements, check them out. I actually caught them. They were opening for Census Fail a few years ago at the Complex, and it was the same night. So the Complex is, has like three venues in itself, and Young Jeezy was actually playing on the other side. And it was on April 1st, and some people thought it was like an April Fool's joke that Census Fail and Young Jeezy were playing. Movements had opened up, and I checked them out on Apple Music like a day or two before. And again, I was just kind of blown away. I was like, okay, this... Like, it has remnants of some bands that I like, but also it has enough newness to really get excited about. And I, yeah. I know they're big fans of Citizen as well. They've always talked about Citizen Online. Yeah. And it's cool because they're unapologetically fans of Citizen, too. There's nothing, there's nothing more annoying when, like, somebody acts too cool for you. You know, and you're kind of just like, what? You know, those dudes, fucking Pat would wear a Citizen hat every night. One that he didn't buy on the tour he bought <laughs> years prior he would just wear it every night and i thought that was pretty cool it's like hey like i'm just i like what i like i don't care you know i thought it was pretty cool you know i i don't like the you know too cool for school attitude and i thought that that was pretty cool that they're just kind of like you know they're on tour with us and they are fans of our band and they were just like oh yeah cool they weren't just like uh, oh what i never listened to you guys you right know, and that goes along whatever. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I'm done, I'm done. I was going to say, that goes along, like you were saying, with the bigger bands with the ego. It's like, we all know everybody has something they like. You don't have to act too cool for it or like, oh, I can't wear that band's merch because I'm in a band. If anything, like we stated earlier, it just kind of spreads and makes more fans out of more bands and it does well for everyone. Right, absolutely. Speaking of tour, once everything's clear and we're back to somewhat normal and everybody has the green light to tour again. Are you guys planning on touring the same amount or doing a little more? Like you guys miss it, want to get back out there and do more? I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I want to play shows. I miss playing shows. Um, I'm, I feel rejuvenated. I get pretty burnt out fast being on the road. Um, but I, you know, I, I feel ready at least right now. Um, I don't know if we'll do more, but, we'll do just as much at least, you know, and we keep scheduling tours. We haven't announced any, but they keep getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. So now we're at like May of next year, you know, and I'm sure that'll get canceled. No, everything's just kind of like we're preparing to be ready and you know, nothing's working out. So, you know, but I, I would rather wait till everything is safe for everybody than to jump into it and, you know, look, 
or do something bad, I guess. You know? Don't want to be that first one to jump the gun and then, you know, no, have a I bunch see, of bad press with it. Yeah, I see bands like away. announcing tours and shit right now. And it's kind of like, man, do you think that's yeah. a little less important than all the shit that's going on right now? Yeah, you know, but, yeah. you know, I guess people got to make a living. I, you know, who am I to judge, I guess, whatever. So. So uh, with getting burnt out on tour, does the van, the conversion van that you created, does that help out a little bit? Um, so that van is for my solo stuff. Right. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. When you tour in that, is that, does that kind of help? Yeah, it's, it's roomy and you can stand up in it. It has a TV, a fridge. So if, you know, long drives are long drives and you, it, it makes it a little better, but it's still a 12-hour drive, you know? So, yeah. I mean whatever um my last solo tour i did um full u.s tour was last november or september or august i don't know last fall yeah i think you rolled through here last november towards yeah. the end of it yeah i went to kilby core right yeah and um i hired my friend to drive so i set up like a bunk system in the back of it and he would drive through the night to every city or venue or we would drive to a Planet Fitness close to every venue. And he would drive overnight while we all slept in the back. And then we'd wake up and go work out. He would work out with us. He's like a good buddy of mine. And then when we'd get to the venue, nobody was allowed in the van. It was like, he's sleeping. You know? So cool. that made it a lot easier. You know, that's kind of like how you operate on a tour bus. But um, except, you know, the driver gets sent to a hotel and all that. And, you know, I'm not going to pay for that. And my friend doesn't care, you know? So it was kind of like this cool opportunity. I was like, oh, here's a way to escape driving, you know? Well, and for anybody that hasn't seen it, if you just go on YouTube, it, I can't remember the page that posted it, but it's on there. You did a full tour of it. And it's a, essentially one of the sprinter vans that I believe you said it was you that did all the work on it. Me and my brother, yeah. Yeah, you and your brother. So just ran all the electric, put some nice furniture in there and turned it into what you see in the whole camping van craze where it's pretty yeah. self-sustainable yeah it's been really cool and my girlfriend um she's never been like west of chicago or anything so we like just recently um just like took it out and we went out to california and you know we stopped in utah and yeah we stopped at zion and we stopped at garden of the gods and we just kind of like hit all these like naturey or touristy things you know whatever but there's like nobody anywhere so whatever and uh you know she got to see a lot of things that she's never seen before and i mean me too i've never been to zion or anything and it was really cool places like utah colorado arizona they just have so much outdoor to offer on that trip what was uh what was your favorite stop my favorite stop was um we went to pike's peak in colorado and on the way up the mountain there's like this place called Crystal Reservoir. Reservoir. And I thought it was really awesome. It was just really pretty and the weather was really nice. And, um, but we had a really cool experience. Um, we drove to the Grand Canyon and the park's open 24 hours. So we got, we got there at midnight and there was nobody out. We parked and we like went out to the whatever scenic view and kind of like laid there and looked up and there was like a bunch of meteors we seriously saw like 20 it was like it was crazy i saw the milky way and it was like really cool and that, that was where you were there wasn't a lot of artificial light then right no okay yeah 
the sky was as clear as I've ever seen it. It was crazy. It's uh, one of the cool things to experience if you can ever get out to an area, you know, even if it's just outside a city where you're not around too many buildings of artificial light, the right. sky, you'll see it in a way you've never seen it before. Oh, yeah, it is. I didn't, you know, I'm not, you know, I mean, I like beautiful things, but this, this was like really cool. I was not expecting to be that like, whoa, by it, but I was really, you know? Yeah, it's one of those things where it kind of, not to be like, too meta but you realize like just how crazy how large how deep the world really is and yeah you know, you're kind of just like holy shit yeah there's <laughs> experience outside of your norm yeah so we talked a little bit about citizen as far as the solo project any updates on anything going on with that we know we, ruby's your latest release so great full length hawthorne like i told you earlier before we talked on here personally i think one of the best songs you've ever put out that's the that's the best song I've ever written. You th okay, you agree? All right, good. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that song. Uh, that song's incredible. Yeah, I really like that song. I uh, I remember when I first demoed that song, and I was just I literally listened to the demo on repeat for like a week straight, and I listened to it so much that I was like, I am going to use the demo because I like it so much. I ended up realizing that it sounded really shitty and re-recording it but i you know i really like that song and i it just got a good groove to it and you know i don't know but as for new solo shit um i had an ep in my back pocket because i was gonna put it out after the citizen record like a you know maybe like six months or whatever after the citizen record come came out because citizen record was initially supposed to come out in like april or something you know and then it kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed or may or i don't know somewhere around there and so i had all these soul songs finished just waiting to be put out i was just gonna put out like a little ep for fun and then the citizen record got pushed back to 2021 and i was i hit up Evange, our manager and she and i was like hey can i just put these songs out and she was like yeah so i have like a new solo ep coming out in a few weeks i believe i don't i don't remember the date so yeah i'll send it to you yeah perfect i'm looking forward to it that'll give uh fans a little something to hold them over i know you get asked all the time on instagram live and all any plans to do like a virtual at-home performance of your solo stuff that you're going to put out um so that's like like the instagram lives i do and stuff are always like very spur of the moment and I use them as a way to like practice because okay. like, you know, not that the magic is gone or anything, but I used to like just play guitar and sing for fun. And I just never do that anymore. And, you know, I, I, I like never pick up a guitar unless I like have intentions to write something, you know, which, you know, is bad, but I don't know. That's just how it is now. And so whenever I do those Instagram lives, it's kind of like, oh, I haven't sang in a few weeks. I should probably like practice and i'm like like what better way to practice than to like interact with people because i like interacting with people when they're nice if they're not nice i get fucking pissed because i take don't, don't interact with matt if you're not nice so. <laughs> <laughs> I, take, I take everything way too personally and um yeah so those like instagram live things are always literally i'll be like oh i should play guitar and then a minute later i'm like boom i'm live you know and then i'm like 
usually I'm playing songs for the first time in weeks or since my last Instagram live. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, no, usually like the scheduled performances, like when, you know, we did one with um, Audio Tree and stuff um, on their Instagram, like during the bulk of COVID, like when it first started. And, um, you know, those are always scheduled because, you know, but as far as solo stuff or like just me fucking around, it's always unplanned just when I'm bored or, you know. Okay. And so with the new EP, is that, did you record that on your own at the home studio? Yes. Okay. For anybody that doesn't know, Matt has pretty sweet state-of-the-art top-of-the-line studio, what, a couple of feet from that. your back door? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's, uh, I just redid my garage. Um, I signed to Atlantic Records with my solo stuff, and they gave me this fat old check, and I just blew it all on making a studio and buying a bunch of good gear. And then I recorded Ruby with them, and then I got off it. So I I made out like a bandit. That's pretty good return on investment there. <laughs> yeah, so I made out like a bandit, and now I can do whatever I want. Now, did you guys record the new Citizen there? Yep. Okay. Yep. We recorded it here, and it took a long time. And we were we were recording it really fast at first because we were so prepared. We we're just going and going, and then a bunch of like crazy stuff happened in our personal lives, and we kind of stopped working on the record for a month. And you know, I had to like find the motivation to, you know, it, it like ended up being a really long process that should have only taken like a month, you know. But right. It ended up taking like three months. And not because we were working on it really hard for three months, but because I quite literally stopped working on it. Okay. And, you know, and then after like a month or whatever, I like texted the citizen chat and I was like, hey guys, I'm sorry. Like, uh, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to do this. And then, you know, we got together and um, banged it out. So. Now, if I'm not mistaken, that's the first full length you guys have recorded on your own, correct? Yes. How much did that differ than recording with someone like Will Yip where you're not at a studio in your own area and you guys are kind of more on your own with that? Well, it differed for me mostly because I tracked it. Okay. And so I was the one doing all the, you know, like the computer side of things. And um, so it was a lot of work for me. And uh, But I think it was easier for everybody else because, you know, I love Will Yip, and but you know when you record them, he's like, "Do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again," and you're doing things a thousand times, which gets really good takes. Right. And um, I'm not like that because I'm impatient, and also it's just kind of like if I think it sounds good, I'm just gonna use it. If it blatantly sounds bad, I'm not gonna use it. But if it's like, oh, that's if if Nick pulls up his guitar and plays something first take, and I'm like, cool, then you know, I don't like do extra takes to have extra takes. So that was the thing with Will, which is really good. He will be like, sing this part. And I'm like, okay. He's like, sing it again, sing it again, sing it again. And then he has like a hundred takes, you know? And so, which is awesome. Cause if you ever like, I don't like that. He's like, okay. And he'll go and he has shit to pull from or, you know, or whatever. Um, but with this new scissor record, I was like, record listen to him play and be like, cool, done. You know, and that was it. <laughs> it 
So, but it sounds cool and it sounds really natural. My shorts are riding up again. And it sounds, it sounds really natural and cool. And you know, that's what I wanted. I know, like, there's a song on the new record that was one of the last songs we recorded. Is one of the last songs I wrote. And I, you know, I did like no post editing. I recorded the drums. I didn't quantize the drums. I didn't quantize any guitars. Nothing. I didn't do nothing. I didn't tune any of the drums either, which is a bad habit of mine. I kind of just sit back there and start playing. <laughs> but fuck it. And uh, you know, I, I, I feel like a signature thing for like my vocals at least is like a lot of layers. I usually do like a lot of layers. Um, I just sang the track straight, you know, and didn't no editing or anything, you know. So like a lot of it has like a really loose feel, you know. It's cool. Well, that's exciting too, because especially recording on your own, obviously it's a little different with a producer. They're going to push you to get what they consider the best. And obviously Will's definitely one of the top guys that knows what he's doing. So they're going to push you for what you have the best. But then like you were saying on your own, you kind of have a little bit more of that loose feeling of not getting too far into your own head. It's different when it's a producer because obviously they have that outside view. But I think it's good that you and all of Citizen were able to not get in your own way and try to tweak it too much or over perfect it and end up ruining what your first or second take might have just been exactly what is needed for it absolutely i think i'm pretty good at um at looking at things that i do and like i'll admit if something i write is bad or you know or i think it's bad or if i think this is good because obviously not everyone thinks what i do is good or not everyone thinks what i do is bad either so but um, that was like a big thing with like, you know, cause when you work with Will, you bring him the song. He's like, Oh, I think this verse is too long. Or I think this needs a bridge here. Or, Maybe we're done with this chorus, you know, or, oh, this needs a guitar lead here. And then you do it, you know, the whole like process was like trusting our gut and, um, which I liked very much because like if something didn't feel right, it was kind of just like, that's not right. You know? And I just didn't think about it too much. It was just like, Oh, this is how it is. That's cool. Cool. Moving on. I like, you know, and it, it ended up being really cool. I'm, I'm really excited about the songs. Well, good. It sounds like you guys had a pretty good creative process with it and super happy with the way it turned out. So hope yeah. everybody's looking forward to that coming out. Yeah. Speaking of the recording process, one thing that I'm always interested in, and as you can see, like I said, I got two of the vinyls. I got handfuls of the other ones. Also, just a side note to be selfish if you end up pressing any of the uh, Citizen or Solo singles and you do another Flexi, I'll uh, certainly be on that. All right, all right. I'm kind of a, a Flexi junkie. Any Flexi I can get my hands on is just. Yeah, how many Flexis? We've done like Flexis with Citizen and stuff and we give them out for free, you know, to like just to do something cool for people. And people are like, what's this? Fold it and like throw it out and shit. And we're all like, you know, I like. I've like gone to the bathroom at venues and seen like a flexi on the fucking like next to the sink, like drenched in water that somebody <laughs> left in there. And I'm like, damn, you guys don't give a fuck. <laughs> this one was from your November tour at Kilby. And we were actually talking about it after the show. And when you told me that you seen at, you know, one of the citizen shows where you gave them out, someone had it folded up. I mean, just like the internal sadness and rage I felt. I was like, oh, why would you disrespect it like that? But going back to what my question was going to be, as far as the recording process, and again, like I said, I have the vinyls. 
I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, vinyl sounds better. I mean, let's be honest, like digital's getting pretty good. It's super convenient, you know. You don't have to get up and change it or anything. You got a little guest star there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's Slinky. He's running around. No, you're good. You're we good. get them on the couch. Yeah. You can just have them lay on the couch. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. I got two two pities and they, they walk. They got heavy feet. Yeah, I actually, I got this room blocked off. I have a uh, big 125-pound Rhodesian Ridgeback, and he follows me around uh, all day. But he would be in here busting it up. Cute. With, uh, like I was saying, you know, digital is great. I do like the physical aspect of a vinyl or a CD. It's, you know, especially now with the vinyl pressings and then CD, obviously they have their own art over them. And then the inserts, as far as I know, like on some of the albums, you guys have done photo collages, you've done inserted posters, different covers, depending on what tour you're on. Then you have the physical color of the pressing. Right. Within the process of recording and I guess the overall artistic process, how much thought goes into the order of the track listing? A lot, actually. Um, more than it should, because people don't care. People don't, most people don't listen to a record front to back anymore. And we definitely worry about the, it's called sequencing, you right. know, more than we should. But um, yeah, there's actually a lot of thought put into it, like how you want the record to feel and, you know. And so, so is that a collective thing from the entire band? You guys, do you guys yeah. sit down and listen to everything in order and then kind of like a puzzle figure it out where or do you already go into it with an idea? Um, some songs, some songs you just know, Oh, this is the opener. Oh, this song is the closer. Like on the new record, it was like very clear, uh, which songs would be the opener and which song would be the closer. Like even from the demo, we were like, Oh, this sounds like an opener and the closer of the new record was the last song we wrote or wait or maybe second to last song i don't remember well it was one of those and you know after listening to it i was like oh this is going to close the record and everybody just agreed you know and so usually like you get the batch of songs and you'll put them in your own order and everybody will send what they think it should be and then you'll notice similarities and you know then then you listen to other people's sequence and you're like, oh, this flow is really nice or I think this is cool, you know, and you need to kind of just settle on uh, something that's widely agreed upon by everybody, you know. Cool. And like you said, I, I'm glad you guys put a lot of thought into it and you were mentioning how some people just listen to songs at random. Yeah. But you heard it from Matt. When the Citizen record comes out, listen in order. Sit down, listen to it straight through. And then you can decide if you want to go off on your own with singles. Don't, uh, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, don't, don't do the album a disservice and just pick or choose. The songs are placed for a reason. That's for sure. But, you know. Give yourself whatever the, the, the time of the album is, that length. Sit down, put some headphones on, put it on the speaker, whatever. Listen to it straight through. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. And before we wrap things up, I got a buddy, my buddy Marshall, he's not too big into rock alternative. He's more like rap hip hop guy, but every now and then he'll ask me, you know, he'll see a band online and be like, Hey, should I check this band out? And with Apple music, we send playlists back and forth. And one of the things I do, if it's a band that I'm really into, I'll build a playlist. I'll do one to three songs from each release in order that they came out. Cause to me, that kind of feels like, you know, I'll tell them like, Hey, I think this is their best song overall. But, you know, in this order, you can kind of hear the band grow. So if you're open to it, I wanted to kind of go through 
you can if you if you just have one full album you want to pick or if you want to name you know one or two songs off from each release that anybody watching or listening should check out okay let's do it i'm gonna pull i'm gonna pull up the citizen track listing real quick okay all right just so i can see all the songs in front of me you know wait don't you know them all by heart right off the top of your head <laughs> okay sometimes i forget sometimes i'm on stage and i forget lyrics and i just make up words i remember one time i was we were singing the song how does it feel in florida tampa um at the orpheum and i forgot all the words besides the parts where it goes how does it feel? <laughs> Obviously, you know. So did you just improvise or? Oh, I was saying crazy shit. I had no idea what I was saying. You know, I was just saying the first words that were coming to my mind, just singing the melody. And then, I, uh, you know, so this girl came up to me after the set and was like, I like loved how you had that second set of lyrics for the song. And I was <laughs> like, hell Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you should have told you know, that's just a special tour thing we do. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. I have that with all my songs. <laughs> yeah, it's a little little Easter egg for the fans that come out to the shows. I, I feel like that's fairly common. I seen City in Color 2009, 2010 at the 930 Club in D.C. And he was pretty interactive. I mean, his show definitely had a theme, but he was pretty interactive between the songs. I believe it was Casey's song. Someone yelled out, play Casey's song. And you've seen his face kind of light up. And he just looked in the mic and he was like, I don't know the words. <laughs> the whole crowd started laughing. And he was like, no, I'm serious. He was like, I haven't played that song in so long. He's like, I legitimately don't know the words. He's like, if I knew it, I would sing it. But that was kind of the first time I was a teenager. Then, but I was just like, okay. So it's, it's pretty normal for artists to write something and then completely oh, speak on it. On that last solo tour I did last year, there was uh, we played in Dallas. And someone was messaging me like, oh, my God, like, you got to play for the month this like really old solo song I have. Like, you got to like blah, blah, blah. You got to, you got to. And I was like, okay. So I like pulled up the lyrics and I was like relearning how to play it and like reading the lyrics and, you know, and it came time to do it. And I was like, I literally can't remember this. So <laughs> I'm not going to play this. I'm sorry. Well, at least it's recorded so they can always go back and listen to it. Yeah, right. That's what it's for, right? Yeah. All right. So two songs from every album that are my favorites. Is that what it was? So we can do, like I said, you can do one to three. You can do one, two, three. You can do whatever you want, but just kind of we'll go in chronological order. If you want to start with something before youth, we can, or we can start right on youth. We'll start right on youth. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So we'll start on youth and this will be your recommended citizen listening. And his top is one. So the first one is my favorite. And then third is my third least well no so it doesn't even have to be in that so when i do it i just kind of have the idea of hey this is the 12 track album here's two to three songs that i think you should hear and they don't have to be singles they don't have to be your favorite just if a fan came to you for the first time and was like hey matt i heard you're in this band citizen got you know, it give me a playlist okay. what i should listen to got it okay ready yep so i will say um speaking with a ghost okay and the summer summer i really like oh wait okay i got three i got three well you, you can you don't have to do three but no, you I'll, can i'll do three all right I'll, cool. say, I'll say uh drawn out too drawn out and then from everybody's going to heaven um my favorite color 
Yellow Love, Ring of Chain. All right. As you please, I'll do um, You Are a Star, Flower Child, and World. I like that song. We don't play that song enough. But, okay, so that's it for Citizen. So for Matt, Matt K, we'll do Luna, Lucky 3, uh, Riding in Your Car, and Clubs. And then off of Ruby, um, I'll do Young, Hawthorne. Hawthorne's got to be on there. <laughs> it's got to be. And I like uh, One for the Wildflowers. One for the Wildflowers. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. That's Matt's recommended listening of Citizen and the Solo Project. And I'll, uh, I'll put that all in the description of the video. I'll try to figure out a way to put that in there neatly for everybody to check out. And if I can, I'll, you know, I'll link all the official videos. Cool. Yeah. I mean, Matt, like I said, I appreciate it. Being the first guest when I told you back in November, I uh, was like, you know, I work full time. But I'm going back to school to try to learn how to do audio and video. And obviously it eased up a little bit now with Zoom figures once I learn how to actually do everything individually. Zoom packages it all in. It's our only option. Yeah. I told you I wanted to do this and you were like, yeah, let me know when. And you've been receptive to it ever since the idea came up. Yeah, we were supposed to do this like a hundred times. I'm glad we finally did it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, world shut down and then life got in the way. But here we are. And anybody listening or watching, I appreciate it. I hope you like it. Plan to try to do as many of these as possible. You know, try to at least get something out once a week or, you know, a few times a month. And Matt, is there anything that uh, you want to plug or anything anybody should be checking out? Nope. All right. Well, and like I said, you know, here's Matt and Citizen Socials here. I'll link them in all the descriptions. Hey, everybody, Ryan here. First off, I want to say, if you've watched or listened this far, I genuinely appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. I apologize for the abrupt ending to the podcast. However, initially, the bonus content was only going to be audio only, but I thought it over and it makes more sense for me to make it video only. So I'll be making an additional video on my YouTube channel. If you're listening right now, the link will be in the description. In this bonus content, I picked a song off the album behind me, Everybody's Going to Heaven, Citizen's sophomore release. Matt went into detail about the initial reception of the song once it was released and how it went over live. We got a little sidetracked and talked about the overall album, Everybody is Going to Heaven. I think it'll be a fun listen. If you finish the full podcast here, comment below what your favorite Citizen song is, what your favorite solo Matt song is. Let us know what parts of the interview you liked. Also, let me know who you'd like to see on the podcast next. All right, everybody. Thank you. I'll see you on the bonus video.